When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Listener, beware, you're in for a scare. It's time to talk about another episode of Goosebumps. Uh, This week, we're talking about episode two from season one of Goosebumps, which is the Cuckoo Clock of Doom. Great name, terrible episode. So I remembered while I was watching this last night that a couple years ago, I reviewed every Goosebumps book. Yeah, I haven't forgotten that. (laughs) and and i in addition reviewed every episode so i thought for fun i'm gonna real quickly read my review from from uh five years ago and we'll see see what if this gives us any insight so this is actually even though this is episode two of the series it's book 28 of the uh of the book series so this is my write-up while doing this i've seen this pop up on quite a few of the best goosebump books ever list and i've even read that this is rl stein's personal favorite book I will say this much. While it's not my favorite of Stein's, it's very different than all of the books that came before it and has a fairly psychologically deep ending. Michael's about to celebrate his 12th birthday. However, his sister Tara ruins everything. When his father buys a weird cuckoo clock, Michael sees his chance to get Tara in trouble as a revenge for all the times that Tara has gotten him in trouble and decides to turn the cuckoo clock's head backwards. When he wakes up the next morning, it's his birthday again, and Michael continues to travel backwards in time. When he wakes up as a one-year-old baby, he knows that this is his last chance to turn the head back in the correct direction, otherwise be erased from his entire existence. Luckily, his parents go to the antique shop that the that the clock was first found in. Michael manages to cl- crawl up the clock and turn the bird's head. When he returns to the present day, Tara is no longer there, and the book ends with Michael promising that one day maybe he'll go back to get her. Uh, the bad thing. The book is very slow. Michael's super whiny and Tara is a total bitch for a seven-year-old. The good, <laughs> the good things. The ending actually pitches a delightfully dark question. Will Michael actually go back in time and get 
Tara, most likely not. It raises some questions of what would you do in that situation? Obviously deeper than R.L. Stein probably intended, but what the hell's the point of reading these books 15 years later if you're not going to read into the stuff? <laughs> the TV show episode. They did a good job of telling a rushed version of the story. It manages to not nearly be as slow as the book and actually had a couple interesting camera shots. Since there's nothing new there, there's nothing really to say in relation to this episode versus the book. So this is one of the more like accurate adaptations of the Goosebump book. But man, the only reason that this was the second episode was because it's R.L. Stein's favorite book, because this is not like good TV at no. all. No, this fucking sucked, dude. <laughs> hey, uh, BKL, just I hate to break it to you, but you're in for a lot of suck as we go through and do these slowly because Goosebumps is not good. Like, no. it's, it's not. It's not entertaining as an adult at all. The one uh, thing I thought I had going, I was like, okay. This is going to suck, but like at least it's 20 minutes, so I'm not going to check the timer. I checked the timer three times. So it went on. And it was like, oh shit, I got more. I actually had someone that I was supposed to meet with five minutes left in the show. And usually, if it's like five minutes, like whatever, I'm five minutes late. It was not worth running late. I watched the last five minutes three days later. <laughs> uh, so I will say one of the few things that Goosebump does have going for it is that sweet, sweet theme song and I intro. Love the intro. Uh, the best part about it, and I was messaging you guys. I, I, did I message both of you or just Matt? About, I can't remember, but you were excited about that dog. Uh, yeah, no. yeah. When, when when the when it's ostensibly R.L. Stein's suitcase opens up and briefcase opens up and all the, the pages start flying everywhere this like ghostly g like mm, goes around and it it makes things creepy with the uh earnest uh earnest gets stupid music that's going yeah. on in the background which you can it, hear you can hear that song on the horror movie night spotify list. yes uh, <laughs> But yeah, the the G like crosses over this dog and the dog gets creepy green eyes. And I was like, oh, this is the best part of the whole fucking thing. <laughs> I don't know. There's another part in this thing that's pretty great. And that's the introduction of the word uh, courage. Courage? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the backward uh, cred. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Cred, yeah, yeah. Cred, 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 you're being real cred right now. Yeah, yeah, that jerks. <laughs> That's jerk spelled backwards, you credge. <laughs> I literally wrote in a note, credge is such a great word. <laughs> At first I was like, as that happened, I'm like, oh, this isn't so bad. And then the next 18 minutes happens. And uh, dude, Michael's friends suck. <laughs> like, dude, Michael every, Everybody in this episode sucks. Like everybody's terrible. And I think it's hilarious that in your adult review of the book and episode from five years ago you're like this had some good psychological points to it no everybody's <laughs> terrible there's nothing psychological about that they're just mean yeah. well i just mean the i just mean the the very end i still like the very end where he's like eh, maybe i'll go back and get her but you're like he's never she's gone he has yeah. just wiped a human being out of existence and feels nothing about it but that's the thing <laughs> is i don't i don't think that that's like a really good and I don't know, I'm probably going to sound like a real ball buster for this, but I I kind of I have this feeling that kids shows do need to have a positive moral bent to them, because what's the point of having them consume media if it's not going to try and make them better humans? 
And so I really don't like the 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 moral of the tale is that like he gets he gets off scot free and gets to not have his annoying sister. Like I get it, it's wish fulfillment, and at the end of the day, the vast majority of entertainment is wish fulfillment. But I don't know, it just didn't sit well with me. And I I, I also do realize that I'm going real deep into the uh, psychology <laughs> of a fucking. Did you hear show. my review? Yeah. I also went real. Deep. There's there's only one way to look at goosebumps at at your in your 30s, and that is to be like way too analytical. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There is one like dialogue exchange that I just it was like midnight when I was watching this and I I yelled out loud, what? <laughs> when it happened. <laughs> but it starts with the mom going, that's an ugly clock. And then the dad says, Anthony said that there's something wrong with it, but he didn't tell me what. And he's like talking about how expensive this clock is. <laughs> and I'm like, wouldn't you use that as a bargaining thing or anything? You're just like, OK, so the clock is apparently broken. Yeah. But you want that much money for it? All right. <laughs> like, no <laughs> questions asked. And I'm like frugal with my, like, I, I am like, I am terrible with my money. I spend it on everything. Yeah, that's all not, the time. That, that's actually the opposite of frugal. No, no. Man. I was good. That's why I stopped midway through it. Because <laughs> like, I'm going to edit. To edit. Well, uh, I was going to edit it, but not anymore because you called me out on it. Um, so <laughs> but yeah, like, I, I mean, I spent $40 on Amazon yesterday for nothing like i was just like huh i want to read why the last man so i bought like one of the trades and then was just like well while i'm here and just started like, <laughs> clicking a bunch i was like you know what i was listening to the phantom of the paradise soundtrack the other day and i really want more music by paul williams so let me buy a couple of those albums like it was just shamelessly spending money <laughs> and even i would question buying a clock that the person selling it is like it's broken but i'm not telling you why like it's yeah. like that bitch on dream phone that's like i know who it is but i'm not telling <laughs> yeah. like, man you guys loved some weird ass games in your childhood i know i know i'm just happy looking at my notes because i was not in the mood to watch it and I wish someone just came across this this notebook because it says kid in the beginning has the most punchable face. Found, turns out to be Michael. <laughs> then it goes, fuck Michael, man, getting bullied by a four year old. And then my favorite is just the birthday scene. Oh, God, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, because like he's got that one fat friend that's sitting in the corner, not the fat shame of a 10 year old or whatever, but he's just like, Oh jeez, I wonder if it's a CD. <laughs> no, Josh, it's a football. It's like, Oh my God. No, they remind me of, they remind me of all of the kids in sleepaway camp. Like his friends are just the cast of sleepaway camp. Um, minus the cursing. Oh man. You know how much better this would be if there was child swearing in it. <laughs> but then you've got like, not like that already is like, okay, that's kind of like his friends are kind of shitty. But then like his sister straight trips him and he, he murks this this cake with his face. <laughs> and they're just like, so there's they're dicks. They're, this is supposed to be his friends. So they're just like, hey, save some for the rest of us, fatty man. <laughs> like, the thing that got me so angry in this episode that I, it's the only time I think I reacted to this show was. When she got him a second time, he went back in time. And she said it twice. Yeah, that was coming. Uh, he even says in voiceovers, like, not this time. <laughs> 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 
And all that happened was he fell a different way. Like he, yeah. he still tripped him. Man, but I will say that the kid's clothes are super cool. He's got a backwards hat, sleeveless flannel shirt, like a, a, a sleeveless hoodie underneath it. He is like styling. He is dressed like Steve Buscemi posing as a child. <laughs> uh the other part that made me laugh out loud uh, is when he wakes up and it's now his sixth birthday. And it's like this weird Benny Hill sped up moment of him running from the bed to the mirror. Like, I guess the kid didn't move quick enough. So they just sped up the foot. Yeah. Yeah. And then he does the, the he absolutely does the home alone, the home alone scream. scream. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And it doesn't like the home alone scream does, has not aged well. No. no, no, no. No human being screams like that ever. I don't I I don't but know I, a single person. And I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I thought that the Home Alone scream was obnoxious in the 90s. So <laughs> watching this as as an adult, I'm like, man, fuck this. Fuck that cultural <laughs> that, that that pop culture reference. But also there's a line there when he goes, I'm a 12-year-old mind trapped in a, 12, a six-year-old body. And I actually felt very similar because I'm a 12, I'm a I'm a 12-year-old mind trapped in a 35-year-old body. <laughs> you ever see that movie Big? <laughs> you just never figured out how to solve that shit. That explains why you love boobs so much. Um, so maybe uh, you guys can answer maybe you two can answer my question since you know more about the uh the backstory than rl stein does um <laughs> was the guy that asked for the time part of like the clock's evil or was he just a rapist was that a kidly <laughs> was that a kitty diddler the guy in like the trench coat that just followed him to the yeah, uh that was weird. Yeah. I, I think that we're, we're overthinking it i'm pretty sure that it had it, it was just to give a sense of urgency to that scene but uh yeah he's it's also like weird <laughs> it's also weird that any adult in the world would be like that six-year-old probably like a six-year-old barely can tell time yeah <laughs> let alone be like rocking a watch to help you out on the street yeah yeah like let's just say that that he this is his thought process he's like okay i'm gonna ask the kid the time and then i'm gonna ask him to tell me which ones are quarters dimes nickels and pennies <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then the other thing that that happens in this episode is he is not able to get to the antique shop to turn the uh, cuckoo clocks head the right direction. Um, so he he gets reverted to a one year old. And then we just have to deal with like two minutes of some look who's talking bullshit. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. That's exactly what it is. Baby stay out. Look who's talking. <laughs> The best part in that entire scene was when it was over. Oh, that too. But the the shop owner, I for a split second, I was like, "Is that Otho from Beetlejuice?" Like it was just like this short, fat guy with glasses. But then he's like trying to climb the clock, and he knocks over something, and it lands gently on a pillow. And the baby shakes his head, and he just goes, "Oh, you clumsy idiot!" I know it says, "You clumsy fool." I have that line. How long do you think it took to record this episode? Because the guy who plays the dad, you can watch him stop caring and stop trying as the episode goes on. As his as his wigs get better. Yeah. Hey, you don't know. Maybe they filmed it in reverse and like he actually wasn't into it. Bad, but the way through it was like, man, I'm loving this show. <laughs> like, yeah. This is great. 
<laughs> Man, I feel like the wigs were the biggest expenditure on this episode. <laughs> well, because, like, let me be... If you haven't yet, Google what the book cover looked like, and, like, this is the laziest fucking cuckoo clock bird. Oh, yeah. I know exactly. I, ha- I don't have to Google it. I remember. Yeah, like, that bird... For how shitty this book was, that cover is, like, a pretty well-done, like, drawing. It's just, like, a very neutral-looking bird. <laughs> but – and that's going to – I'm that's going to be the image for this episode. There's no reason to, to use whatever image we find for Goosebumps. It's going to be the bird from the actual book cover. I'm going to leave that up to you um, yeah. for perpetuity for these stupid – these bonus episodes. Like, I, I love us. I love our podcast. But – it is so hard to get through goosebumps. Well, I do it because next, I, next time we do one of these, it'll be Are You Afraid of the Dark? It's like I know you we're suffer through goosebumps for an Are You yeah, Afraid of the Dark? Afraid of the Dark fucking rules. <laughs> I think you guys both need to Google the Cuckoo Clock of Doom because I remember it being so creepy and well done. And this bird is just like, meh. That's what I said. <laughs> he's, he's very like, he's over it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a bird. <laughs> hey, he looks, he looks like uh, one of the, like, the pterodactyls in the Flintstones, where it's just like another day, another dollar. <laughs> it's a living. <laughs> God damn! Now I know that I'm definitely in a podcast with guys that are related. <laughs> yeah, he just looks annoyed. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> Which I mean, if someone turned my head around, I would be. But yeah. <laughs> Let's Did you honest. see the new cover though? The new cover, he's a parrot. Yeah, he's. Like, ah! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Would anybody recommend that the listeners watch this episode? Not really. No. <laughs> no. All right. Uh, so you know, these are fairly short. They're just fun little little things for you guys to listen to while you're waiting for the next episode. So this is going to come out before Brian's officially a full time member, but. By the end of this month, Brian will be a full-time member uh, on every single episode. So get ready for that. Prepare yourself. Hooray. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it sounds about as jazzed as the cuckoo on the front of the book. <laughs> and if you uh, just can't get enough of, of our lovely va- voices and our our, uh, our funny style and the ways that we make ourselves suffer, uh, don't forget to to donate to the Patreon page so you can listen to us suffer through the Wicker Man this month. Uh, that yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm sorry, guys. Like I picked that one thinking <laughs> it wasn't going to win, and I was pretty stoked when it did win. And um, that was a mistake. <laughs> uh, you know what? Though? We'll get into it on that episode. But I none of us really presented anything that was worth watching uh, between the three of us. So. Yeah, I think that my 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 list for future Patreon picks is getting better every month. As well, this the the one after Wicker Man is going to be a real close call between the three because they're all going to be real bangers, regardless of which one gets picked. So be on the lookout because uh, yeah, get in on that action. Like I don't really whore us out very much, but I do think that the Patreon bonus episodes are going to be pretty wacky because they're going to be a lot of sword and sorcery shit, <laughs> a lot of sci-fi, <laughs> the most bonkers. It's the most HMN stuff that doesn't really fit our horror format. So if you like what we do but want a little different flavor, instead of the the like chunky monkey, you can get the Cherry Garcia. Wow. There you go. 
I like that analogy. Well, I like uh, it too because they have vegan versions of both those flavors. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And obviously, you know, Patreon account, uh, it's a dollar for the newsletter and you get to vote on the movies. Five dollars to actually hear the bonus episode and then ten dollars for a uh, video chat with us every other month. And uh, we haven't even talked about it on any of these episodes yet. Uh, June 23rd, man, we're we're doing our, our 12 hour, you know, takeover we're gonna be on twitch there's a lot of things still up in the air about how that's gonna work out so it might be stay, fucking sweet stay tuned it could be really really cool or it could be more of the same <laughs> but the, movies, <laughs> the movies that we picked are fucking awesome so trust us on that i know we've announced beetlejuice by the time this comes out we also announced final destination i don't know what else we announced at this time beyond that so that's all i'm giving you but we will be back in just a couple days with another episode uh and I'm almost 100% sure Stephen Bay is our guest on it. He's on almost every episode in the month of May. Spoiler alert. Uh, thank you, guys. And we will be back shortly. Boom. listening to the Geekscape Network.